if you're the kind of dad who would go back to the vacation home to get your daughter's favorite stuffed animal after already driving an hour and a half on the way home, then this is the podcast for you. And if you're not that kind of dad, well, this is the podcast for you too. Save Floppy, save Floppy, <laughs> save Floppy. Welcome to Bad to the Dad, the podcast celebrating suburban dad life and dads from all over with, of course, Coach Randy and Adam D. This is season six, episode two. We're calling it ADH Dad, and our guest today is going to be Dr. Josh Schifrin. He's a pediatric neuropsychologist and an author. He's got a great book coming out, which we're going to learn about in just a bit. This is also our 85th overall episode. We're at 85? 85, Coach. 85. 85 total yeah. episodes, including specials. It only took us six seasons yes. and a bunch of specials to get there, but yes. voila, here we are. Along with Adam D., that's me. It's my great joy to introduce to you my co-host and good friend. He is the host with the most. He puts the bad in bad to the dead without any additives or preservatives. His name is Coach Randy. Hello, Coach. Adam D., uh, so good to be here. Another great week. And uh, I think we found that uh, you would be a, a bad dad yeah. for not going back. I, and, I am uh, definitely in the minority. I got no <laughs> votes, no love on social media. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that in just a moment. But you right. know who gets a lot of love, Coach? I'm trying to think about it. Who gets a lot of love? Please tell me. Please tell me. Well, it's got to be Becky Berman. It's got to be Becky Berman. She's not a dad, but... She does help bad to the dad on a regular basis. Very, very much so. And other companies, including Coach Randy Says, which is your coaching My business. personal brand. Yeah. And that brand, that brand is kicking. It's fire, as fire! the kids would say. Fire! I have heard that term. The that, kids it's, say also, it's all called lit. It's lit. Oh, it's lit? They're still lit. saying lit, the They're kids? They're still saying lit, yeah. See, this is why we're it's bad lit. to the dead, because there's a whole vernacular that we have or, to keep up Or with. they would say it's mad fire or mad lit. They would add the word mad beforehand. That means it's better than fire. Yeah. It's stronger than fire. It's yeah. like fire on steroids. It's like double, double. Yeah. It's so like, that like, means like, I need a flame retardant so in order the, to speak to exactly, my kids. Instead of the dare, the double dare, it's like the triple dog dare of, of work. Well, I remember double dare with, with Mark Summers. <laughs> yes. And, you know, there would always be a physical challenge. Yes. And ultimately, you'd always get slimed. Yeah. Well, there yeah. you have it. Those were, the, those were the halcyon days of Nickelodeon. <laughs> yes. But we're talking about Becky Berman and Berman Branding for <laughs> yes. all of your marketing, web design, graphic design needs. Remember... She and her firm designed the Bone Daddy logo. Yes, so that main Bad to the Dad, Coach Randy and Adam D logo, but all of the logos for every season, she yes. just doesn't stop. It you give her stop. a vision, she locks and loads, and In she gives heartbeat. you exactly what you In want. Exactly what you want. So uh, thank you, Becky Berman of bourbonbranding.com. We appreciate that. Beautiful stuff. So let's go to social media. I'm going right here. I, I, I've got my Facebook uh -huh. open, Adam D. And i got to tell you, uh, Joy K, right? Joy Kaner, yes, right, right. somebody I used to work right. with, yep. This is obviously a rhetorical question. You turned around, right? So question let's, mark? let's tell the listeners what we're talking about here. So last week, last week we had the, the floppy debate on the podcast, right? This is season six, episode one. And just to kind of back it up a little bit, uh, Coach Randy's yes. daughter, 13-year-old yes. daughter, Bree, the lovable Bree, yeah. uh, left her floppy dog, her stuffed animal from her early childhood, yep. At our Outer Banks vacation home. Correct, correct. Left in the middle of the night, Friday night, and an hour and a half into the trip, she goes, uh-oh, I left Floppy. Yep. 
So Coach Randy being Coach Randy and with his un- unrelenting, undying love for Bree, yeah. just, you know, turned that wheel left like Clark W. Griswold in Vacation yes. and hustled on back. Now, postscript, Floppy is safe. Uh, there is uh, a neighbor in town that yes. Coach Randy called. And, and who the Brooks to be the in, Brookses, Brookses sent out they, a shout out. They would have helped they out too. They would have helped out too. Yeah. But, but uh, uh, Christine uh, Strassman, yep. who lives across the street from you in New Jersey, happened to be down the street in the Outer Banks, yep. entered the code, found Floppy, brought it back. So that's the long story short. I mean, we've, so, got, we've got Meredith Gale. Yes, yes, yes. Right? Yes. Gale Ski. Yes, no question. Tara Rose, without question. Adrian St. Clair. Yep. Wendy Deer. Yep. Right? Ella DeRussero, right? DeRusso, DeRusso, <laughs> yes. You absolutely would have exclamation point. As your coworker, I know how very often you turned around to help someone out. She called you out. She did. For a coworker, you would do it, not your own child. All right? But I'm going to tell you, for the win. Yeah. For so, the win. So nobody sided with me. Nobody. Everyone sided with Coach. No, wait, yes, wait, wait, you wait. absolutely go back. This it is, doesn't this, matter. This is it. This doesn't is matter it. the traffic situation, yep. the traffic patterns. doesn't matter... How Absolutely, much of the drive home yes. you've already accomplished, you turn back. But, but for the win, we got Chris Diaz. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag no floppy left behind. No, and you know what? <laughs> and that is that is Diaz. So and, and you know Diaz has bought a lot of like, dolls and stuff, yes. animals for his daughter. Yes. So, so uh, no, no floppy left behind. So that was a great idea. Good few editors. I, I think we've got to do more of this, Coach. That was and really funny. I'm gonna I'm gonna do another poll. So All right, let's we'll let's something. do another topic. That was very good. So, Coach, this week I took my first business trip. With my first That's flight, right. you're in Chicago. Eighteen months to the day. Eighteen months to the day. You're in to Chicago. The day. Hey, by the way, good yontif. Hope it was a oh, good. Oh yes, fast. happy and healthy. Thank New you for having us over for your pat. You know, break oh, the man. fast. Oh man, listen, we still got tons of bagels and lots yeah. that uh, that we can share with you. So anyhow, you're you're in Chicago. I'm oh. in Chicago. Yeah. And so it's only one time zone away. But yeah. I've been on business trips where I've been multiple time zones away. And I could be in the middle of a meeting. I could be in the middle of a conference. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, the phone starts blaring off, and it's the son or daughter. Wanting to FaceTime. Okay. All right. So let's say you're at a conference. I'm at a conference. And you happen to be in Chicago. You're listening to some really uh, intriguing discussion, maybe a panel or plenary discussion at a, a very lavish hotel in downtown Chicago. And what are we talking? Are we talking nursing stuff? Are we talking no, medical we're stuff? Talking, we're talking, you know, HR stuff. We're okay. talking about leadership development. We're talking about engaging our employees, mental health for our employees. Okay. The Important, valuable that, things. The things that retain employees and, mm-hmm. and make them happy. But, you know, HR is responsible for that, mm-hmm. especially during pandemic times correct so all of a sudden you know you got your phone on the table it starts mm-hmm. blaring off and in comes a facetime call from your son or daughter do you run uh, outside of the conference room and take it or do you let it go to uh, well there's not really voicemail no but are, are you uh now is this on vibrate or do you have like specific sounds you know exactly which which kid it is it's my phone's on silent, right. but you know you still get the alerts it's that vibrating. your kid is is contact. Is it so? It's on your iWatch, and you're it's it's telling you. It's on my phone. It's on my iPhone. It's not, but it, mm-hmm. it's a FaceTime call. It is a FaceTime call. It's not a text. Uh, uh, it's not a telephone call. Yeah. It's it's a FaceTime call. Now, as a parent, yeah. Anytime you get any kind of communication from your kids, your wife, at any point in the day. Mm-hmm. You know the the fight or flight part of your no, brain. Absolutely, goes up, right? I can respect that. I mean, when I'm speaking, I always put on do not disturb. Yeah. But if I'm in the audience and that kind of thing happens, or I'm kind of around and I'm sitting in the group, I would probably push the button once so it would stop calling, and I'd slowly make my way out the back as if I had to go use the urinal. That okay. would be me. That would be my that'd so, be my move. So you're you're okay slinking out the back. 
for a uh, for for a bathroom emergency. Yeah. Rather than putting the phone to your ear and and yeah, no, 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 I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily take the call. That looks really, that looks like you're really important. That looks like you have a real yeah, no, that's like urgent issue. That's like the old get smart on the uh, you know onside. Oh, well, you have it on your watch now. You know, but so now I would you know I would just kind of just kind of just push the little button and just kind of slowly my way outside. And once I get outside the door, shut the door quietly. And I'd say, are you okay? Are you effing crazy? I'm in the middle of a conference. Yeah. Please tell me someone's bleeding. Now, well, but there's some times where I tell my kids, yes. please FaceTime yes. me during this conference because yeah. the subject matter is incredibly boring <laughs> and I need an excuse to go out the back. Yes. And there's no better excuse yes. than my kids really need me. Right. Uh, the dog is on fire. Absolutely. I don't know. You know yes. Name your favorite Absolutely. excuse. So what'd you do? So what'd you do? Um, I, I actually did slink out the back sometimes, mm-hmm. or I would let the, uh, FaceTime call go to whatever, you know, yeah. just go to, go no, no man's land yeah. cause there's no voicemail. Yeah. And I would text saying, I'm in the middle of such a such conference, a, a celebration or whatever. What's up. But That's, even that, yeah. you don't want to, you know, you, you're texting. But they're going back and, and forth. And so I, yeah. I think that uh, I think you're in a loser situation and that's why I would just, you know, I just go right there and take the call. And then I would like have a conversation with like, Hey, it's so good to see you. I'm in the middle of something, but uh, you know, as our kids get older, the less inclined they are going to want to talk to us. So I take that as a, a as a gratitude moment. They actually want to talk to you. Of course, it probably involves their homework or something, but interesting. Did it happen a lot at the conference? It happened a few times, and yeah. a lot of it is just want to talk, which I think is lovely. <laughs> I think it's awesome. Yeah. But, you know, the thing I had to remind my kids was, you know, Chicago... It's not like, you know, when I used to travel to India and, <laughs> Days I, ahead. and I was tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I was already in tomorrow. Yes. This was an hour behind. Right. Yes. But still an hour behind. So you're home at six, you're having dinner. Mm-hmm. That's my five o'clock and we're just wrapping Better. up the day. No, I got you. So. But was it, I mean, how was it traveling? Did you find it okay? Did you uh, get some elbow space? Did you wear the mask and the yeah, plastic shield? Yeah. Did you see any uh, fights break out between passengers because of anti-maskers or anything? Everybody was very, very civil, very kind. You know, there were a lot of rules at this at this conference where, you know, when you were sitting uh, amongst other people that you didn't know, mm-hmm. you had to mask up. So mm-hmm. if I was at a table with colleagues from another company, mm-hmm. you had to mask up. But if you mm-hmm. were with folks... Uh, from your own company, and you had a mass mandate, you could be a little bit more relaxed. Okay. Um, but let's talk a little bit about the airports. Yes. So Newark Airport, first flight out. Yes. All right. This was last Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually get there two hours in advance. I've got mm-hmm. TSA. Oh, because you usually get a, have breeze you through. You sneak right through. There was no breezing. No breeze. There was no breezing. Not even the a little. T- the TSA line. Not even a little, little slight wind. No breeze. No, no zephyrs. No, no. nothing. <laughs> I mean, even if you were TSA, yeah. you were waiting in the line. It was like being at the DMV. Really? And just when you think you're getting close no. to the TSA agent. They jump in and create a whole new line there, for you. I feel like it was Space Mountain yeah. at, at Disney World. Yeah. There's another run that I got to go through <laughs> and it snakes and winds yeah. around. And it's crazy. And now I have discovered that there's an even better line yeah. that you can pay for now called Clear. Oh. And those Clear people, they're showing up five minutes before their flight. You talk what do they pay? What do they pay? I don't know what clear costs, but these people, it was, you know, they're smirking at everybody else. Look at me. Little middle finger, huh? Yeah. Company's probably paying for clear. I'm just sauntering right through. And there was a lot of sauntering. There was sauntering and sashaying. Wow. It wasn't just walking. People had a swagger when they were walking. I got to They wanted everyone else to know. know, I can almost accept the saunter, but when someone sashays, that's what it gets me the most. That's when they want to be seen. That's when I'm like, that is enough right there. Mm -hmm. All right, Buster? All right? Paul, you Francais, I need to have you right now. Uh-huh. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but then all the TSA people yeah. had to wait for the clear people 
to get their IDs, uh, you know, reviewed and 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 ultimately. So it goes clear TSA and us. And then all you schmucks. know, I was going to say, you know, third 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 uh, <laughs> sure. third class passenger steerage yes. for the Titanic. You imagine those folks who did not even have TSA. That, that's going to be me. They're still waiting. Yeah, they're probably still waiting. <laughs> well, I'm glad uh, you made it home safely. You had a nice. Uh, and I shunt of uh, my week is uh, we're you know we're, we're softball bound you know we got softball going on you keep reminding and, me uh, you know but this is going to be a big week for me so I, we'll have a lot to talk about the next time but this is the bat mitzvah week this is the uh, bat mitzvah for Bree for Bree is she bringing floppy uh, <laughs> floppy making the trip you know the funny part is that she leave floppy home she doesn't sleep with floppy but just having floppy yes. and the connection was this is the uh, emotional support was stuff the animal. emotional stuffed animal and. Uh, uh, it was great. I, there was someone there. Thought, someone thought Floppy was a bunny, but Floppy's not a bunny. Uh, it's a little dog. And actually, all four of my kids have a Floppy. Is it the same Floppy? It's a, and they're all four different types of Floppies. As a matter of fact, Jessica um, got a Floppy after Alex. Alex was the official Floppy getter. Well, it makes sense. Right? Okay. And when we got separated and divorced, I went all over the place to find a second Floppy so you could have a Floppy at my house. She had a floppy at his oh, mom's house, a floppy at here. Location. And then as we were, we were we were growing, and then we went to like Dorney Park, Jessica found a Snoopy, and so she started having a floppy. So Alex had a floppy, Jess had a floppy, and then when Michaela was born, she had to have a floppy. Uh-huh. And, when, and they're all different kinds of floppies. When, and when Brie was born, I got so her So they're floppy. all named floppy? They're all named floppy. Everybody has a oh. floppy. Wow. So that's why it's no floppy left behind. Yeah. So there's Fair. four floppies. Yeah. Now, of course, Alex and Jeff, you know, I mean, they're... <laughs> Once I think in storage, and somewhere catching. Uh... <laughs> so if they left Floppy behind, yeah, it would be okay. You just keep driving. I just keep going, but uh, but no, that's uh, I, I felt it was good. I'm really looking forward to the next question on uh, on social media. So I'm curious to know what you have up your sleeve next time. Well, you know, let's see. I'm going to post this whole thing about the conference and the right. FaceTime calls come in. All right. What do you do? All right. What do you do? So look out for that. Uh, not just on at Bad to the Dad, but on my own mm-hmm. Facebook post, mm-hmm. and it's Adam D. Chandler. Mm-hmm. Adam D. Chandler is. My Facebook handle. That's right. I'm the only Adam D. Chandler in Facebook, as far as I know, unless there's an evil twin that uh, is roaming around Facebook with their own bizarro podcast. I'm yeah. just not sure. Well, I know that we've got a wonderful guest today, Dr. Uh, Joshua Schifrin. Dr. Why don't you, Joshua uh, Schifrin. Let our listeners hear about Dr. Yeah, Joshua so Schifrin. Yeah, so he is a pediatric neuropsychologist. He has his own practice. Um, he has written a bunch of books, a very eclectic library of books. He's written riddle books, uh, novels where the protagonist is a has ADHD and has some learning disabilities. So that's kind of a neat premise. Um, but he's also written a, a book about a, a fictional group of folks, uh, The Homework Club, a Guide, uh, ADHD Guide. That's his latest one that he just wrote, Latest right? one. We're going to tell you how to find it. So listen to the whole program because we're going to give you some information about where to find it. And, you know, when it comes to books, where do we find books? Amazon. 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 And they kill you. They take up some... Listen, I'm a published author and... Yeah. Uh, I think I make three or four dollars per book, so you don't make much money. All right, but that's that's why you have at to least have you lots get to be books. put out. At least Amazon gives you the portal. Yes, to show off your wares. The uh, the uh, the the ability to be an author is is amongst everybody's fingertips now. Yes, it's called print on demand. Yeah, whether they're good or not is P.O.D. Yeah. Print on demand. There's a lot of books on print on demand. Uh, <laughs> just say it. They're crap. They're not so good. They're crap. Not they're so crap. good. Yeah, but this one here. From Dr. Joshua Schifrin is really good. He is our next guest on Bad to the Dad. Stay with us.
We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. Social media has been very, very good to us. Very good. And we do use social media. At Bad to the Dad is the handle for most of our social media platforms. And that includes Facebook. That includes Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're even on LinkedIn, the business networking site. We even have a website, a good old-fashioned website, if you're a good old-fashioned dad. And that is www. We're still using all those three W's. Dot bad to the dad.com again bad to the dad.com we have email if you want to interact with your hosts you certainly can if you have a guest idea a show suggestion or a question for our guest you can certainly email us and that email is contact us at bad to the dad.com that's contact us at bad to the dad.com and certainly you can also dm or im us through any of those social media platforms again that's at bad to the dad Coach, very excited about our guest today. You know, school has started for, I think, most schools by now, and and some have even been in effect for the last couple of weeks. We've got Dr. Josh Schifrin. He is a pediatric neuropsychologist. Sounds pretty fancy if you ask me. It only took me five or six minutes (laughs) in my head to rehearse how to say that. I can can do the French pronunciations perfectly fine, but a, a polysyllabic title like that takes me a little bit of time Wow, polysyllabic and it took me a few minutes to also rehearse that one but also josh is an author he's he's an author of some really fun quirky books but he's also an author of of books that pertain to his profession and he's got a book that we're going to be speaking about today which i think will help a lot of parents especially those with kids who have adhd josh schifrin thank you so much for making time and being on bad to the dead Thanks, guys. I'm excited to be here. This is fantastic. Thank you. Well, we're, we're, we're thrilled to have you. It's great to have you here, Dr. Schifrin. Uh, it's okay Thanks, to call guys. you doc, doctor, 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 doctor. Please call me Josh. Call me Josh. Oh, Josh. All right. and, well, then, Dr. Doc. well, then we can't recite lines from spies like us. No, we cannot. So we'll have to. Did I miss anybody? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, Josh, we talked about you, of course, you know, being a, a pediatric neuropsychologist, but also an author. And you do have a book. Uh, that was just released, right? Uh, the the homework club, the uh, guide. You you could probably say it better than I can. I know it's a mouthful yeah, yeah. as far as the title. Yeah, it came out August third. It's the homework squad's ADHD guide to school success. So tell us a little bit about the book and and who is this homework squad? Sure. So throughout my practice as a, as a pediatric neuropsychologist, I work with a lot of students with ADHD. I pr- I wasn't diagnosed ever, but growing up, I probably had some symptoms of ADHD as well. I was probably you know, borderline ADHD myself growing up. Never diagnosed back in the day, but in retrospect, probably had some symptoms. And I realized that there's a lot of works out there and a lot of there for kids with ADHD. There's a lot of books out there and tutorials for kids with study skills, but there wasn't a lot specifically for kids with ADHD who are struggling academically with their study skills. So the Homework Squad is a book of, made up of four fictional students who band together in their school and they work with shift. That's me, their, their, ex, their expert authority with the shift. They help them come up with study skills specifically pertaining to kids with ADHD. So for example, there are study skills for reading, math, and writing, but there's also things for helping kids with focus and concentration and uh, procrastination and note-taking. And there's all sorts of specifically for kids with ADHD. 
So real quick, Josh. The Schiff. I like the like the Fonz. Yes. The yes. That's very cool. Um, <laughs> uh, I noticed that. I noticed that. Yeah, I picked up on it. Um, the the question I often get. I also work with a lot of teens. I do a lot of work with uh, kids uh, with either ADD or ADHD. What's the difference between ADD and ADHD? How does that how does that make a difference? Sure. So the technically speaking, it's all. I mean, for years people call it ADD and ADHD, and people with ADD would say. I don't have the hyperactivity part of it, so I'm attention deficit disorder. ADHD is attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. So those hyperactive impulsive kids. And you may know this, but technically now, it's all called ADHD. There's just three subtypes. There's the inattentive subtype, there's a hyperactive impulsive subtype, and there's a combined subtype where the, the kids have everything. So you can have ADD, it's just a different way of saying ADHD inattentive subtype. Mm -hmm. So Josh, how have the last 18 months or so compounded some of the stresses uh, for ADHD kids as well as their parents? What have you been seeing? Oh, it's definitely exacerbated the symptoms. I, mean, I, I, get, I get calls literally, probably every day I get a couple calls from parents who are worried about their children and so many of them you know, expressed to me that the the COVID, you know, the, the pandemic has just made things so much harder on them. And the, not, not surprisingly, of course, but so much harder on their children, on their families. Hopefully this year, if we get the kids back in school, that'll be helpful. But when the kids were online and doing all the remote learning, and even still to this day, the anxiety has gotten worse, the depression has gotten worse, the ADHD, the ability to focus and concentrate specifically with kids with ADHD, was, was, it was difficult for all kids, but you can imagine a child with ADHD trying to sit in front of the computer for hours a day trying to learn. It, it was a disaster. And so uh, these kids with remote learning and online learning, um, how have you put the book in place to help kids like that? Sure. So there's all sorts of things you can do. And one thing I did in the book, the book is made up of different chapters, reading, procrastination, note-taking, organization. And there are challenges in every, in every chapter. And with, so for reading, for example, one of the challenges might be reading long passages, or a challenge might be focus while reading, et cetera. And within each challenge are specific tips to help with those challenges. So, so just as an example, a lot of children will report when they're reading with ADHD that their eyes bounce all over the page. So we have these specific tips in the book. There are short, bite-sized tips that kids with ADHD can easily digest. The last thing an ADHD student wants is to read a long, in-depth tutorial. So there are bite-sized tips. And for example, just taking your ruler or a pen and putting it under the sentence that you're reading, reading the sentence, and then shifting the pen or the ruler down a line to the next one can help you keep your eyes focused. Little tips like that that are specifically for kids with ADHD to help them meet your potential. So, so many kids with ADHD are bright enough and falsely think that they're not bright or that they're stupid or that they can't be academically successful. And because I know so many of these kids are bright enough and they just need specific techniques to reach up to their potential. So Josh, what I find interesting is the way the book is laid out. You said you had sections around concentration and procrastination. And I could tell you working from home for most of the time that these are challenges that I go through. And I can tell you that these are challenges that, you know, kids who have, uh, who, who are still doing remote learning go through as I'm, I'm sure you've seen. So are you finding that 
you're getting a lot of parents calling you saying, hey, I think my my child has quote unquote contracted ADHD as a result. <laughs> like it caught, like they're yeah, contagious. Like I, I caught, like it was, wasn't a problem before, but now that, you know, we're home most of the time, um, I, I think I see a, uh, a shift happening in their level of concentration, their study habits. Are you seeing sort of a, a trend with parents calling you about that? 100% Adam, absolutely. But you know, what I tell parents is ADHD just doesn't manifest out of the thin air. I have to have ADHD for, as a child. I, get, I even get adults a lot who will and say, I think I have ADHD. We'll talk about it and we'll say, well, when did the symptoms start? And if a patient reports to me or a parent reports to me that the ADHD has started in the teen years or in the early adult years, it's probably not ADHD because those symptoms have to have started when the child, when the, when the individual was a child. So it could, but it could be, you know, it could be a lot of other things that make it hard to focus. Depression, anxiety, you know, the stress of COVID. Obviously, as well, if you're anxious, it can make it hard to look at processing issues, memory issues, executive functioning issues. There's all sorts of reasons why people might struggle to focus, and it might not necessarily be ADHD. With that being said, you know, and the literature differs, but ADHD is prevalent in around somewhere around 6 to 10% of the population. Uh, we know a lot more about ADHD than we used to know. Growing up, these were the kids who just weren't trying or they were lazy. And now we know that a lot of these individuals probably did suffer with ADHD and they just weren't getting the help that they needed. Hmm. Now, I do recall, uh, and maybe I'm wrong, I, I remember learning, I mean, I know that the MSD5 has kind of re readjusted or rethought their focus on ADD, ADHD, and whether or not it's, it's a mental health disorder. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, Randy, to me, it's 100% a mental health disorder. You know, a lot, we still get calls from old parents, and I know this is bad for the dad, right? I get a lot of dads in particular who say, I think this ADHD stuff is made up, and it's not real, and it's just, you know, it's just my kid not trying and being lazy, and why can't they play video games for three hours straight and not move a muscle if they have ADHD? And in my, and this is just my opinion, my professional opinion, it's absolutely a true mental health disorder and deserves to be in the DSM-5. And that is absolutely something that a lot of is beyond students' control and adults' control and things that they need help with. So with the right therapies and the right behavioral techniques and for some of the right medication, and I don't push medication, I always tell my patients, I'm not an MD, I'm not here to prescribe, but for some patients who want medicine, whether it was Adderall or Ritalin or or whatever it is, that can be very helpful as well. And I, in my opinion, Randy, it's 100% real and needs to be taken seriously. I'm glad you answered it because uh, it's, there's some people that tie the, uh, the increase of medicine uh, with Ritalin mm -hmm. with the increase of uh, ADD, ADHD, and that uh, for many parents, they just wanted something to be done with their kid to explain that kind of behavior. Uh, and we do know that uh, through research, there was a tie-in. I was happy to hear that your focus is not necessarily uh, uh, through medication, but through other kinds of skill sets to help kids learn how to overcome those challenges without the benefit or, or rather without the aid of medicine. How can you have chosen that approach? Yeah, well, I mean, that's just what my training is, Randy, to be honest with you. As a PhD, I'm not, you know, I don't deal with the medicine. Medicine. I don't do the biology of the body. It's cognitive approaches. I'm a CBT. I was trained in CBT, cognitive therapy. Mm -hmm. There's also behavioral techniques you can do to implement without medication.
question. That's where my training is. With that being said, just to be a and again, I'm not here to push medication. I tell my patients that. But for those that want to try, I read a detailed report. They can bring my report to the physician, whether it's a child psychiatrist or the pediatrician, or for older patients, a general practitioner. And they can use my report to see which medication might be most effective, what doses might be most effective. But yeah, I mean, not everybody needs medication. And to answer your question, not everybody who comes to me has ADHD. A lot of yeah. patients mm-hmm. who come to me are certain to have ADHD. And guess what is it? And I tell parents, you know what? If the child's just being a little lazy, or they're just, you know, they just need a little, you know, kicking the behind to, to focus a little bit better. Oh, I'll a patch of the tuchus? Not, a patch of the tuchus? That's a clinical term. It's in every case. <laughs> Exactly, that's a DSM five diagnosis thing. Pach and the exactly. So you know, sometimes it's world diagnosis. You know, sometimes it's all that's necessary. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's also important. And I always tell parents this: that it, it just doesn't go away. Obviously, as you get older, you adapt, you adjust, you mature, your brain begins to develop. But this is a, a lifelong component, just like learning disabilities are, is that you learn to adapt. They don't just kind of float away. And if I'm correct, uh, I do believe in some situations, genetic. Uh, and does sometimes come from one generation based on uh, the genes. A huge genetic ADHD. Environmental factors will play a role as well, but it's a huge genetic factor. It does run in families. Um, and yes, it doesn't just go away, but for some patients, and I let them know this, there, there is a little you know, light at the end of the tunnel and that the normally manifest less severely as patients get older. So yes, it doesn't go away for most. Some patients will report outgrowing ADHD for a small part of the population, but most of them, for example, the hype, very hyperactive and very impulsive. As they become adults, they might fidget, they might bounce their leg, they might you know, tap their pen, but they're not falling out of their chairs around the room like they are in second yeah. Right. So yeah, they will manifest less severely the symptoms, but for, and some patients may outgrow it, but for most Randy, I would agree with you. It is lifelong, just like an LD and organ disability, like you said, you know, and that's where the, that's where dad comes in and says, you know, um, I did fine. I managed just fine. My, my dad would just, yeah. you know, my dad would just beat me a little bit. You know, I took a couple <laughs> punches and slugs and took some, you know, spankings, but you know, I manhandled it. So like, you know, what's wrong with my kid? Everything is fine. If I can get through it, so can my kid. I can't tell you how often I hear that. And again, specifically to this podcast, I hear much more just just anecdotally from dads than I do from moms. Your mom yeah. seems to be more uh-huh. understanding. A lot of dads will tell me, just like, Randy, it's almost verbatim what you said. You know, <laughs> I, I I dealt with it. I was a little inattentive. You know, and I, I dealt with it and I got through and I turned out okay and you know, my, my kid doesn't need it. But again, and not every child who I test has ADHD, but if you do qualify, you know, why would you deprive your child? You know, I always say if your child had a broken leg, you wouldn't say, just suck it up and walk on it. It'll get better. You would do something about it. Well, but you might throw some dirt on it, get some ice, yeah. you know. <laughs> you know some dirt on it, get back in the game. How many have up, get back in there, you go one more, you know, one more inning. Yeah. Exactly. Your head might be cracked open, but yeah, absolutely. You go one more down. <laughs> shift, talking shop. Absolutely. Can't help you know, it. Sorry. It's just social me. worker and a pediatric neuropsychologist. Yeah, I've gotten used to saying it. So awesome. <laughs> so we've been talking a lot about ADHD and in, in, in kids and how parents are handling it. And, you know, Dr. Joshua Schifrin is, is our guest and he's uh, just released a new book, which we'll uh, talk about a little more uh, towards the end of this interview, because we want our listeners to be able to know where to find it. But you, Josh, have written some other books too. So I know while you take the ADHD thing very seriously, you've written some, you know, pretty, pretty fun, kitschy books too. I 
Yeah, I've always enjoyed writing. It's something I do in my spare time. I always tell my wife, unfortunately, it doesn't look like I'm going to retire from my writing career, but I'm doing it. I do it in my spare time. I have a book coming out next month. I'm a book of golf jokes, which is coming out from Skyhorse Publishing. I've written a riddles book. I've written a novel, actually, on um, where the protagonist has a significant learning disability. Oh, wow. There's some, I'm not, I'm not banking on this, but it's been picked up by a producer, and they're talking about trying to find something for it for a Hollywood script. So some fun things with them. I've always enjoyed I've written a couple of tennis, a big tennis player growing up, Tennis Excuse book, and 101 Incredible Moments in Tennis. And I, this is actually my golf jokes book that's coming out next month. It's actually my 14th book. Are, are you a golfer, Josh, or are you just like telling golf jokes? Oh, I, I joke about golf game. Yes, yes. That's the only way I can get through. I don't play much golf anymore. Growing up, I played a bit, but life has gotten busy with kids and work and life that I haven't really, except when I go visit my parents down in Florida, I haven't picked up a golf club for years, but, um, but I, I still enjoy the sport. I enjoy watching it. I enjoy reading about it and thinking about it. You know, speaking about kids and golf and having fun, what are some things you like to do with your kids and how old are your kids, the ages, and what do you like doing with them? Yeah. A 16 year old and a almost, let's see, to know this, right. Don is a, uh, He'll be 14 uh, coming up in, in about a few weeks. Um, mm-hmm. So 16, almost 14. Um, and they're, they're at a fun age. You know, it, it's, I, always, I always tell parents, especially with little kids, how I know how time is and how you have to be on top of your kids when they're younger. And the best age, is what I like to say, is the age you are right now. So my 16 and all 14, yeah, I can... You know, one piece of advice I always tell parents is you don't want to be your child's friend. They have enough friends. Be you want to be their parent first. But I feel like now at this age, we can I can do more quote unquote friend things together. We can go to the Giants game, or we can you know watch them together. Or one now is has permit, so he loves to go driving. So to learn getting ready to take his license yes. test. So we do some almost there too, which is terrifying and, and fun at the same time so you know, we we do a lot of things together now i'm noticing mm-hmm. where you know when, when we were younger it was having to be on top of my kids every second of the day to make sure they weren't killing themselves and now it's at a different age now they're a little more self-sufficient and we can do some more fun you know, friendly things together yeah what do they think about your profession are they are they dialed into what you do you know so a little bit um my older one, who I, I can't believe I'm even saying this, so we're starting to think he's going he's a junior this year. So we're starting to talk about the whole, you know, college and you know, career situation. I, I don't know how I got here, but this is where we are. And so he's thinking about education and on the back burners, maybe a little bit in psychology as well. So the, he, he's tuned in. They both, I do. And they both, you know, I do a lot of work from home, so they have to be blind not to see it. So they, they, they ask questions and they, um, they're pretty in tune. They're good kids. Right. So one part of our, our show that we have, we have our uh, bad, the dads here. And we asked her about this. They call dad advice. It's advice for dads. So given uh, your expertise, your background, you can take whichever way you want, either as a professional or as a dad. What's some dad advice you have for our listeners out there that you'd like to let them know uh, and like to share with them at this time? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. You know, I think the main one you probably get all the time. So I hate to, and I know it's a cliche, so I hate to even say it, but really 
the unconditional love thing is, is so important. There can, there can be no strings attached, right? I mean, if your kids are misbehaving and, and you're mad at them, you have to punish them, so be it. But it should never be tied to any type of withholding love. And even, even now with my kids, um, you know, when they go to school in the morning, love you, have a good day. They go to bed at night, love you, see you in the morning. But even with my kids, I try and just let them know, even if we're just sitting watching TV and it's quiet, and I'm just, and the mood hits me, I might just say, you know, guys, I love you, and you're good kids, and, you know, just, just to let them know. Um, like I said earlier, I'm really big on, and I struggle with this, but be, being their dad first and their friend second, and my wife would, would be the first one to tell you that, and especially at, at the age they are now, I do struggle with this, because you want to make your kids happy, and you want to, you want to be friendly, but keeping in mind that my, my kids have, have friends, thank God, right, so they have their own friends. Being dad first and being friend second. And kids, kids have enough friends, most of them. They don't need more. They don't need you to be their friend. They need you to be their parent. And lastly, for, for me, just specifically, you know, trying not to bring work home with my kids, trying not to be therapists, but trying to be dad. You know, I, I try not to, for lack of a better term, psychoanalyze my kids or think, you know, you know what would you know, you know, Freud do in this situation, right? I, I, I try to, <laughs> oh, you're going Freud. We know yeah, we had his on you know, his mind, right? Woo! <laughs> yeah, just think, what, what would I That's do? Inside with, joke you know, you got to pick another psychotherapist because we know what, what kind of yeah, yeah. Knows, but, what, 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 what would Aaron Beck do? Yeah. Wow. Awesome. Yeah, so just trying to be dad first and therapist again, yeah, keep my therapy, you know, have. At, at, at work. That's a that's a very good menu of dad advice. We, we've been privileged to have Dr. Josh Schifrin on Bad to the Dad on season six, episode two. Josh, thanks so much for making time with us. You know, we record this Sunday night around dinner time, and thanks for stepping away from your family to be on our podcast and spend some time with our listeners. We really appreciate it. Perfect, guys. I really appreciate you having me. Thanks so much. We are Bad to the Dad. Download us wherever you find podcasts. We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. We are brought to you by Berman Branding, Marketing, Web Design, Graphic Design. The person you're going to want to talk to, Becky Berman. She runs the whole show. She is fantastic. Probably one of the best active listeners I've ever met in business. What does that mean, active listeners? Active listeners. That means that you tell her what, what you'd like. Yes. Right? She asked all the right questions. Mm -hmm. Then she will repeat back to you what you said just to make sure that she has captured all the information. So she shares back what you said to make sure that what you said is correct, that she know that you know, that she knows that you know, that you know that she knows what she said is correct. How did you know? Exactly. See? That means Becky Berman is working. That is Becky Berman. Right. And she has done a fabulous job with the graphic design for Coach Randy Says, mm -hmm. Your Business, Bad to the Dad. Mm -hmm. You should really go on her site, BermanBranding.com. Check out her portfolio. I think you're going to be extremely extremely impressed and she has all of these um like methods i mean she knows like what colors incite certain reactions and certain consumers mm. she's not just you know somebody who plays around like, with the photoshop she is a a very studied professional when it comes to to marketing and all the nuances you know speaking of professionals how about our guest dr joshua Schifrin? dr josh Schifrin, i thought that was a fascinating discussion very timely um you know adhd's been what? around Yep, see what I just did there? And you are? <laughs>
I figured it was a matter of time before we had a uh, a, a shiny object yes. or, or squirrel butterfly reference. Yeah, yeah, didn't take long. Didn't take long. But uh, no, I, I thought it was a fascinating discussion, and hopefully that helps some parents out there who are you know doing some uh, kitchen diagnoses of their kids, but shouldn't. Yeah. Uh, but also putting in perspective what ADHD kids are going through especially during the pandemic with the homeschooling and the Zooming and, and all of that. And again, he's an author. He's written a bunch of books, but his latest book is uh, really spot on with his profession, and that is called The Homework Squad's ADHD Guide to School Success. The Homework Squad's ADHD Guide to School Success. You can find it on Amazon. It's uh, right now selling for fourteen ninety nine. Such a bargain. Fourteen dollars and ninety nine cents. And Prime, there's no shipping, so you know it's a fourteen ninety nine. No, I'd say you know what Amazon does. I didn't learn this until I became an author oh, myself. Okay, you're pulling the curtain back. No, no, this is this is true. So what'll happen? Someone goes and spends fourteen ninety nine on a book, and that's great. They take their commission. You get your four or five bucks. You know what other people do? They take that book, they send it back to Amazon, get a couple dollars back. Amazon can then sell that second book mm. and keep all the money. The author gets none. So you're saying they can take a used book. A take book a used that was book. already shipped. Yep. Well. And what they happen, they post a used book for $9.99 right next to the new book. Is that what happened to you? That's what happened to me. Yeah. And so I go through and I'm like, there's all these used copies. I think that is anti-American. Some might say, I, but that's anti, it's crazy. I'm just letting you know. Just so when you do it, when you buy a used book, don't buy a used book. Well, you know what is American? Choice. Choice. So you don't have to go to Amazon. If you want to go to uh, Barnes & Noble... Or you know a smaller bookstore. And Josh said, and Josh said, and Josh said they're going to be out there in bookstores. They're going to too, be on so. bookstores. They're going to be on bookstores, so you can always find it there. And mm -hmm. again, you want to look for Doctor Josh Schifrin, The Homework Squad's ADHD Guide to School Success. Uh, fascinating book, and he he's even a character in the book, The Schiff. The Schiff. The Schiff. Hey. Very genius. Hey. hey. So wonderful job. Another great great guest. Uh, and we just keep flying along. Season six, episode two, in the books, babe. Number Keep, 85. I didn't know we were number 85. Number 85. I'm counting. I'm counting. I'm keeping That's track. That's really high. I, I, I don't know if I can count that high, so I'm counting on you to count that well, high. Well, you know, I feel like when we get to number 100, we should really do something extra special. An extra special moment for an extra special... Uh, have some of our favorite guests back. Well, they're all our favorite. You know, just like... Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. They are, but they're not. We have <laughs> yeah, our favorites. Yeah, yeah, we have so, our favorites. So maybe we'll bring them back. Yeah. We are Bad to the Dad. Dads, have a great week and stay Bad to the Dad.